Take your Bibles and turn with me to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. Let's look at something that I feel like is needed in our day and time, especially as we are addressing our fathers today, but really it's for all of us. Uh, say, you, you're not going to get mean with the fathers. You got mean with the mamas on Mama's Day, Mother's Day. No, you don't get mean with the daddies, amen. How come? Because I am one of them, so I'm not going to get mean with them, amen. <laughs> amen. Genesis chapter 26. If you would please stand for the reading of God's word if you're able to. Genesis chapter 26. I'm going to read uh, three verses here. We'll begin reading verse 17. We find that Isaac is, is traveling some of the same area that his, his daddy Abraham did. And we pick up here when he comes across an area where his dad had been before. It says, And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gera and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. Back in verse 18, it says, And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which notice that they had digged in the days of Abraham his, fa his father. His father went in and he had dug these wells. And now here comes Isaac, and he's digging again the same wells. And he actually calls them by the same name. It says, For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and his, he called their names by the names which his father had called them. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, Cleaning Out. Daddy's well. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you so much for your love, your mercy. Thank you for the good turnout today. Lord, I pray that you'd bless. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to hearts. I pray, Lord, that if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ, their Savior, Lord, that today would be that day of salvation. Have your way and will in our hearts and lives, Lord. Our country is in need of some wells being cleaned out. Father, I pray now you'd strengthen us and guide us. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. As I said, we find Isaac, he's traveling through some of the same land that, his, that Abraham, his father, had. One of the things that you will find if you go back in Genesis there a little farther back, you'll find that as Abraham traveled, they, uh, of course, they was traveling continually. He was looking for the city that God had promised him, a, a land that God had promised him. And as they traveled, they would come to an area and they would set up their tent. They had their flocks, they had their uh, family, they had... Um, servants and different ones that uh, was traveling with them had uh, had different ones had lot and his family and their herds and different ones and so when they would get to a place and there was no water they would set up their tents and they would be there for a while and so they had to have water so Abraham and his servants and all they would go out and they would they would begin to dig for for water they would dig wells and they would dig down until they found a spring of water and then they would set up this well. They was able to provide uh, fresh water for their household and, and for their flocks and, and washing and whatever they need to do and, and definitely for drinking. Uh, they had this fresh water from digging these wells. We find that, as we read there, that after Abraham died, the Philistines came and they filled in those wells. They filled them back in. And, and stop the water from being uh, pumped, or not pumped, but uh, drawn out of those waters. They would dro drop a bucket in there and pull the water up and, and so forth. And, 
But after that death of Abraham, they would push the dirt and the rocks back in there, the Philistines. The Philistines, most of, most of you realize who they are. They were, were the enemies of God. They were the enemies of Israel. They were the enemies all through, uh, uh, through the Old Testament of God. And so we find here that uh, Isaac, now he's traveling. He's walking through that same country that his daddy had. And uh, he has the same needs. He has the same needs. Every one of us here, we have some of the same needs. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But he had the same needs that his dad did. And in Genesis chapter 20 there in verse 1, if we went all the way back, it says, And Abraham journeyed uh, from thence toward the, the south country and dwelt between Kadesh and, and Shur and sojourned in Gerar. This is where Isaac is now. He's come to the same place. In verse 1 of chapter 26, it says, And there was a famine in the land uh, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, and to Gerah. In verse 17, it says, And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. And so now here's Isaac. He's come and, and uh, he's, 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 he's needing water. You know, we've all heard that expression that we've never passed this way before. That's new uncharted land. That's new seas to be sailed. And many times, you know, I heard that a lot where people were talking about that we've never passed this way before, talking about the COVID. And I understand maybe with the, the disease of COVID that we hadn't passed this way before, but if you go back in our history, you go back to the Spanish flu and we had passed this way before with another disease. Uh, and so it's not that we hadn't ever passed this way before, but we handled it a lot differently probably than we did before. And I'm not getting into that. But the fact is, is that many times we don't realize that uh, the truth is that we usually, somebody's been through the same thing before. Somebody's been down that path before. Somebody's faced something that is at least similar to what you're facing. You may think nobody knows your troubles and trials and nobody's ever been through what you've been through. Can I tell you, the truth is, yes, they have been. may not be exactly, but it's been real close. may not be, have everything exactly lined up in your problems like uh, uh, theirs, but uh, it's basically the same thing. And so we find, in fact, we find in the Bible, the Bible gives us a, a reference there that tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, the thing that hath been... It is that shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. You say, well, preacher, why you bring it up? Well, if Isaac was passing basically through the same area that his father had passed through, and he had the same need that his father had, and that was water. He had to have some water. You know, we look around and every person in here, you can live a few days without food, several days without food. You can live, uh, you know, uh, just, just about really, you know, without starting to have some brain damage uh, and stuff, uh, about four to five minutes without oxygen. But then you start having problems and you can have some brain damage. Some of you have been holding your breath a long time. But anyway, the, the fact is, is that uh, the, when we realize that there's something else that we cannot do without, that's water. We must have water to survive. Over and over, I, I, I've read different books about different uh, ships that have went down, military ships and stuff, and how that men floated in the, in the ocean or in the sea and did not have fresh water for days and days and days and, and what their bodies begin to do and what begins to happen until they were able to get some, some type of water. And it's not a pretty sight. 
So the same need that his father Abraham had was water for, for his household and water for his flock was the same thing that Isaac was needing. And so he was passing through and they found where the old well that his daddy had, uh, some of the old wells where his daddy had been. Because his dad had, daddy Abraham had dug several wells in different places as he traveled through the land. Now here's Isaac. He's in Gera. He goes and he sets up his tent in the same area, same place that his daddy did. He's got flocks. He's got a household. He's got servants. He's got people that's working for him. He's got a whole host of people with him, and he's needing to provide some water. So they begin to dig again the well that his daddy had dug before. They begin to dig and get down there where his daddy had and, and to try to clean out the, all the junk that the Philistines had stopped the well up with. See, they had pushed that dirt in there, and, and the reason they had done that, they were wicked people in that day, and they, they didn't want Israel or, or Isaac, they didn't want uh, uh, the, the descendants of Abraham to, to dwell in that land. And so they would push rocks and dirt into those wells and to keep them from coming through there and to keep them from uh, providing water for their families and for their stock and stuff. The Philistines is a picture of the world. Anytime you go through the Old Testament, you, you see where it's talked about the Philistines or where they are referred to in the New Testament. They're talking about the world. They're a portrayal or a representation of this wicked world. Can I say that this world has stopped a lot of good wells? This old world is continually throwing junk and trash in good wells that we need today. I'm not just talking about physical water. I'm talking about spiritual water. I'm talking about they're stopping the wells and trying to keep you from getting that drink that you so desperately need in your life. This world has stopped many of the, the wells of righteousness in, in this nation which our daddies had dug with the, the Word of God. Our forefathers, I don't care what they say, they need to get back to real history in a lot of schools today. They need to get back to the truth. They need to go back and look at the founding documents of this country. They don't want to do that. Because the reason is this nation was founded upon the Word of God. And they don't want that represented today. They want to fill in that well. They want to stop that. You say, well, preacher, in the Constitution, is the Bible in the Constitution? No, but the biblical principles, Bible principles, are interwoven throughout the Constitution. Bible principles. And they're trying to stop those Bible principles. They're trying to keep the nation from drinking from that well. They're trying to keep us from, from uh, uh, drinking from daddy's well. You see, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 14, 34, it says, Righteousness, righteousness exalteth a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. He said it's righteousness, otherwise godliness. We need to get back to that well of righteousness in our nation and, and begin to take a drink again in our schools and in our homes and in our churches and in our government and, and wherever we're at, getting back to righteousness and doing what's right according to the Word of God. Those wells of holiness and godliness in our homes and our churches, they've been filled with the trash of this world and has been stopped and stopped the fresh flow of life-giving water from God. Isn't it amazing all the junk that's being piped into our homes wherever we're at now? And we have cell phones and all the junk that gets piped in. Hey, you know, and my wife and I have talked about this. 
There's times that we get these text messages. There'd be a whole bunch of numbers on there, and it's nothing but filth, immorality. And it should be against the law, and I'm sure it is against the law to send something like that out. But I doubt that you're going to be able to find who's doing it with all the computerized stuff that they're doing today where they're hacking in and, and sending all this stuff out. It usually happens, we get those things about, about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. So it's from another country probably. And so the junk that's coming out and, and hitting our phones, I kind of, it, it, and you can tell it's done by a computer because it would be like 20 phone numbers. And they'll all be with the, some of the same, same numbers in them. And so they're using a computer to just send this junk out. Filth. I mean, filth. And I'm thinking about, what about our kids? What about these kids now that are carrying phones? And they're probably getting this filth and this junk. And they're trying to fill our minds and our homes with all the filth of this world and to stop the, the well of godliness and righteousness we wonder why there's such a depravity and, and why the, the things are happening in our nation. Hey, listen, the well of godliness, the well of righteousness, the well of, of holiness, of, the well of, of the things of God has been, they, they're throwing the trash and the junk in there. We're being constantly bombarded. They're throwing all the junk in there saying, this is right and this is right and all that stuff that you used to say was good and, and holy, that's wrong. That's what they're saying. They want to keep you from representing the Lord wherever you're at. They, it's okay to, for, for them to represent Islam, but not the God of heaven. Why? Because that's a different well. That's a well that will do something in your life. That's a well that's refreshing. Isaiah 5 and verse 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, and put, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. They've stopped the wells of morality. They've stopped the wells of, of God's authority in, in their lives, and they, they're trying to stop the wells of, of God's creation and God's creation of order. Can I tell you something? And, I, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care if I make you mad. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Amen. And if you'll read the Bible, it says He created man, and he created woman. And he didn't create anything neutral. I said, preacher, that's not popular. I told you I wasn't going to try to be popular. I wasn't going to try to make you happy. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm just telling you where it's at. And, but in the well that we're, we have, <laughs> even science. Hey, listen. I went... I, I was studying, and this is a scary thought for you. I was studying to become a doctor, a surgeon. I could have been operating on one of you tonight now, and that scared you. So I, I, all my classes was in the science that I could get. I packed everything I could into, into the, the science, the biology, the, the chemistry, the physics, everything about it. I was packing that stuff into my education. Can I tell you something? And I worked on an ambulance for several years. I took all the medical classes for that. Can I tell you something? There is no such a thing as a neutral in a human being. You're either born male or female. The problem is today that we're trying to, they're trying to fill the wells 
and they're trying to say, well, this is, no. That's the world trying to fill the wells with all the junk and the trash because they want to take away the order of God, because they want to take away the righteousness of God, because they want man to do what's right in his eyes instead of the eyes of God. And so they're filling the wells that were dug actually by our Lord. But even in this nation, uh, uh, godly men and women down through the ages of time who have dug these wells and established so that we could, could know what God wants us to do and how to live and how to, to, to raise our families and how to, raise, uh, to have, have a society that honors and glorifies God and, and doesn't have the reproach on God and doesn't have the wrath of God laying upon them. And they're trying to fill those wells. Trying to fill those wells. The problem is, is that we've let them. We've let them fill those wells. In Romans chapter 1, talking about the morality and what's taking place there. Romans chapter 1, verse 20 says, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. They said there's no reason not to understand it. They're clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. goes on and says, Because that when they knew God... They glorified Him not as God, neither uh, were thankful, to, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like uh, to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this, cause, for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Hmm, that'll tell us something. So what do you mean against nature? Have you ever seen two roosters walking across the barnyard uh, wing and wing? Even nature knows. Nature knows. It goes on down verse 27. It says, Likewise also men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in, in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, receiving in themselves that recompense of the error which was meet. What I'm telling you this morning, the reason I'm laying this out is because there's some wells that have been dug long ago. Long ago. And they've been filled with the trash of this world. This world has come along. The Philistines, you might say, have come along. I'm telling you this morning on this Father's Day that we need to dig again the wells. We need to clean out uh, those wells that Daddy dug. Hey, listen, we need to clean out those wells that the Lord has blessed. We need to get a fresh drink again. When Isaac cleaned out those wells of, of his daddy, he found what Daddy had found. He found a, a, a living water, a spring of water, refreshing water that would take care of him and his family and the flocks and those around him. Hey, it was a life-sustaining water. We need to get back to, uh, to the wells that have been dug uh, of, by the Word of God and by the things of God. We need to dig out all the junk that's in them and begin to, again, take a fresh drink of the things that, that God wants us to drink from. A fresh drink, Daddy. Daddy's wells. We need to go back and do like Isaac and dig again those wells of Dad. There's some things that we have in common with Isaac and, and Abraham. First of all, notice here. They dwelt in a tent. 
you go back, and I don't have time to, to read all the verses to you, but if you go back and you read about what, what they did, they, they lived in tents because they were continually moving from place to place. Now, they would be there for a while, and that's when they would dig the well. Otherwise, they would carry water with them. But they would come to a place, and they would set up their tents, and they would uh, stake out places for their, for their flocks, and then they would begin to dig a well. They would dig that well. But they lived in tents. Because they were continually moving. You know why? Because that wasn't their home. That wasn't their home. They was moving on. That was a temporary dwelling. A tense, a temporary dwelling. And so they were moving on. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 14 says, For here having no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Can I tell you something? As knowing Jesus Christ is my Savior, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Hey, listen, this is not our home if you know Christ is your Savior. We're just, this is just a tent that we're going through this life in. And we're living in a temporary time. That's why we need to be living day by day by day for, for the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't know the day or the hour which the Lord may come back. You don't know the day or the hour which the Lord may call you out of here. We're in a temporary life and we're walking through this land. This is not our home. This is the world's home. And we need to live for the Lord Jesus Christ now. It's a temporary home. A tent. We have that in common with them. Not only did they have a tent, but everywhere they went and pitched that tent, they built an altar there. Everywhere they went, they built an altar. You go back in the scripture, you'll find that Abraham would build an altar. Isaac, he'd build an altar. They'd set up that tent, they'd build an altar. You know what? We need to build an altar too. We have an altar. In fact, we have an altar. In Hebrews 13.10 says we have an altar. And you want that altar? If you go on and read the rest of that, it's talking about Jesus Christ. As a Christian, we have an altar. And if we're to survive in this old world... And we, we need the Lord, and we need to pray, and we need to yield our lives unto the Lord. We have an altar, Jesus Christ. You know what we need to get back to, daddies? Listen to me. We need to get back to daddies leading out in the home for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to get back to daddies. Hey, listen, we need to set up that altar. Make sure that, that the Word of God is taught in your home. Make sure that there, there's prayer in the home. Make sure that the Lord uh, is in control of the home, daddy. Why? Because you're responsible for that home. Did you ever notice in Genesis chapter 3 when the Lord came to Adam and Eve? It was Eve that first sinned. I can take you over the New Testament and show you where it says that Eve was the first to sin. Okay? Eve was the first to sin. Then Adam took of the same fruit. She offered it to him. She probably said, you eat this or I'll... You're in trouble. And what do most of us guys do? On the head of the home, give it here, I'll eat it. <clears throat> the fact is, is that he ate of it second. But when the Lord came, as he did each day, to walk in the cool of the day with him, who did he address? Adam. Adam. Because Adam was given the responsibility of leading out that home. Daddy, you had that responsibility. That doesn't mean that mom was any less of a person. 
But God has an order. And so Daddy had to answer for that. Adam had to give an answer. What did he do? He blamed Eve. What did Eve do? She blamed the snake. Whose fault was it? It was Eve's. And then it was Adam's. You see, sin has always done what sin does, and Satan will always do what Satan does. My friend, it's our fault. We can't blame somebody else. We must take the responsibility for it. And so we find that the responsibility falls back on Daddy to build that altar in your home, to, to raise your children for the Lord, to lift up the Lord in your home. Not only did they have a temporary dwelling that they called a tent, but they, and they built an altar, but everywhere they went, they dug a well. They dug a well. They needed that fresh water. You can't live without the waters, I said before. If you get in the Bible and you begin to look at what the Bible says about the Word of God and, or about the, about, the, about the fresh water, still water that's not moving represents the Word of God. It represents the Word of God. The psalmist said in Psalms 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Do you know what he's leading him by? He's leading him by the word of God that he might know the Lord by reading the word of God, by hearing the word of God. Refreshing, enlightening, strengthening, giving life from the word of God. It's important, so important that we have the Word of God in our lives. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26 says that He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word. Again, talking about the, the water or the, being uh, uh, the, the Word of God. Can I tell you what the problem is today in, in our schools and in our homes and in our churches and wherever we're at? We have taken the Word of God out of them. We're no longer standing and saying, thus saith the Lord. But we're saying, well, I think it ought to be this way. Or I think it ought to be this way. Or we have Professor Crackpot that's getting up and saying, well, I've, I've, I've figured it out. I, I put it on the board and it's got to be this way. No, my friend, go to the Word of God. Go to the water of God. Go and find out what the water says. Go find out what the Word of God says. My friend, it has never been wrong. But the world wants to fill that in. They don't want to turn to the Bible. They don't want to turn to the Word of God. Why? Because it's an absolute. And this world does not want absolutes. We want to, the friend stuff so that we can do what we want to do. But God says, wait a minute. My word will stand forever. Running water then. There's the, the, the still waters. But you find the running water in the Bible also. And it represents the Holy Spirit. Water that moves our soul and moves others in power. Ephesians 5.18 says, And be not drunk with wine, words, and excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Talking about the Holy Spirit of God. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, it says, quench not the Spirit. And so what it is, is when you got saved, the Bible says, what, know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. So the Holy Spirit came in to dwell when you got saved. And the only satisfaction that you're going to have in your life is when you listen to the Lord. And you take a fresh drink from the Lord. And He moves in your heart and He gives direction for your life. Today, we've got people who are, are taking drugs. They're in all kinds of immorality. 
They're in all kinds of relationships. They're going from, they're buying this, they're buying that, they're getting everything if they're just trying to, and they're continually searching and looking and looking and looking. I was talking to a, to a, a, a young lady the other day, and, and she was telling me about a friend of hers who, who uh, uh, had, had been in, in, a, in a, she lost her job as a police officer, and then, and then she wound up uh, 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 getting into the drugs and herself. She was a police officer, but she wound up getting drugs herself. And, and then the other day, uh, uh, they got a, a phone call that she was in, in the hospital. She had o- overdosed on heroin. And her lifestyle was a mess. An immoral lifestyle. You know what the problem is? And I told this person, I said, I'll give you the answer for it. I said, that person needs the Lord. She's looking and she's looking and she's looking and she's looking. But she'll never be satisfied until she comes into grips and knows Jesus Christ as her Savior in her heart and life. And then begins to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's impossible to be satisfied. The Lord made a a, a spot in your life that without Him, you're incomplete. You say, well, what about a person that's lost? Without Him, you're incomplete. As a Christian, what about a person that's miserable? Without Him, you're incomplete. You can know Him as Savior, but not live for Him, and you're incomplete. It's like the missing piece of the puzzle of your life. And so the... The, the running waters uh, uh, would be, the moving waters would be like the Holy Spirit that speaks to our hearts. And so we, we dig the wells to get to that water that we need so desperately in our lives, giving us rivers of living water springing up in our souls. Hey, listen, we need those wells of water dug again. We need to clean out those old wells. Uh, our, our daddies made those. I was watching last night a, um, i got to hurry. I was watching last night a, 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 a video of my pastor. He went on to be with the Lord and tell him about the time that he was raised from a little boy and about the time he got saved and on through his life and everything that took place. I'm going to tell you what, we need to dig again those old wells. Uh, he was raised uh, uh, out in, 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 the, in, the, in the country and, and down close to the river and they had 15 acres that they rented and they planted corn and, and they, they lived off the land. They didn't have anything else and, and they raised some pigs and they raised some cattle and they raised their, the, he said they put up a hundred gallons of blackberries every summer. That's a lot of blackberry pie. But that's how they had to live. But oh, how they loved the Lord. And oh, how they would get to church and they would worship the Lord and lift up the Lord and magnify the Lord. Well, we got to get back to that well again. We gotta to begin to dig so that our kids know the Lord Jesus Christ and, and know and can take a drink from him. Abraham knew there was another generation coming that would need those wells. Daddy, listen to me, there's another generation coming. Some of you are sitting here, you got kids, you got grandkids. Some of you may have great grandkids. There's another generation coming and they need those wells. Without them, what are they gonna do? And 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in the spirit, in faith, in purity. That next generation is coming on, and, and, they, and they have very few good wells to drink from. You stop and think about it. Where do you see in this day and time a great moving and, and pushing and seeing people really living for the Lord? You don't see a lot. You don't see the wells. You see religion. I'm talking about getting back to the Lord. I'm talking about getting back to the truth. I'm talking about getting back to the Bible. 
I'm talking about getting back to where, where people are, are living for the Lord Jesus Christ. They need those wells again. Daddies, we're going to have to dig those wells. You say, well, I don't, I don't find one that's already been dug. Hey, listen, get in there and start digging in the Word of God. You'll find that well, and then you can dig that well and bring it out for them. We've got to dig that well again. There's three things that we've got to do. First of all, men, listen to me. Daddies, listen to me. We must dig the wells again. We've got to get out the old shovel. We've got to get into the Word of God. We've got to get on our knees. We've got to begin to dig again. You want... The day and time when we, when, years gone by, and I've been in those meetings where dads and moms and, and everybody would fill the altars on their knees, crying and begging God to save their kids, or, or crying and begging God to send revival, or crying and begging God to do something in their family, or in the, their neighbor's family, in their neighbor's life. Altars be full. You don't see that much anymore. You know why? Because we're not digging the wells like we used to. We filled them in with being able to sit in a pew, not humbling ourselves. Not seeking the Lord like we ought to. Thinking that somebody else is going to do it. Everybody thinks somebody else is going to do it. Daddies, we've got to dig the wells again. Not just daddies, but mamas too. All of us. But today's Father's Day. Daddies, we've got to dig the wells. We've got to get back close to God. We've got to get a fresh drink. We've got to get that well dug back out so our kids and our grandkids can have it. Genesis 26 and verse 18 says, And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they digged in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. You know what? It doesn't matter what the world says. Dig the well again. Because the world is trying to stop the well. Don't let them stop the well. Dig it out. They say, well, that, that, we don't need that well anymore. Yes, we do. Oh, but we have this refined system over here uh, we, where we, uh, we, we take the water and we filtrate it again and, and we do this and we do that. My friend, I want it out of the well. I don't want it out of your system. Years ago, a lot of people had to use cisterns. And I'm not talking about brother and cistern. I'm talking about cisterns. A cistern is a big old holding tank. It many times was made out of concrete that was down in the ground. And it was filled by different methods. Some would, in, after they got along, farther along, they would have water trucks that come by, sometimes on, on a wagon or whatever, that they would pump the water into it, maybe from the, the river or the creek, and they'd come up there and they'd fill the cistern. Most of them had gutters that, coming off of the house that went into a barrel or, or went into that cistern and you get the rainwater, catch it coming off the house. Didn't matter how many birds been sitting on your house and leaving little droppings and, and all kinds of stuff. You got it all into that cistern. Some of the kids are sitting back there going, Ugh. not any worse than some of the things you're eating today. All that water, you get some of the groundwater, go in there. And that's what they took their baths in. That's what they drank many times. It was that water from the cistern. Every so often, you'd have to go and, and clean out the cistern. You'd find snakes, you'd find possums, rats, mice, all kinds of critters in the cistern. You mean swimming? No, they were dead. They'd been there for a while. You know what I want? I don't want a cistern. I want that fresh water. Dig that well. Dig that well. Daddies, we got to give our, don't be giving our kids stale water out of a cistern. Give them that fresh water. Fresh water from the Word of God. Don't give them the world's cistern water. It's got all the filth and the junk in it. Give them that fresh water. 
Not only do we got to dig again, dads, the wells, but we must defend the wells. You know, it's worth the fight. A lot of people have quit fighting and standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art called, also, uh, also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. He said, fight the good fight of faith. He's talking about standing for right, standing for righteousness, standing for the word of God, not giving in to the world. Just because the world says it's the right thing doesn't make it the right thing. Just because it's popular, just because uh, 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 Oprah, uh, Oprah Wimpy uh, says that it's okay doesn't make it right it doesn't matter if Dr. Phil uh, says it's okay it, it, hey listen get in the word of God fight the good fight of faith doesn't matter if people disagree with you fight the good fight of faith doesn't matter if family disagrees fight the good fight of faith stand for that well defend that well don't let them push the junk into, the, into your life don't let them push the junk into your family's life don't let them push the junk in there and Plug up the well that will give you a fresh drink. Amen. Defend it. we got too many people that say, oh, well, okay. No, there's some things to fight for. I'm glad we got people like Curse over here that's fighting for some things for our, our state. There's some things worth fighting for. There's some things that you don't fight over. I understand that. But there's some things worth fighting for. I'm going to tell you what. This book's worth fighting for. The Word of God. Jude chapter or verse 3 says uh, in the latter part says that we should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. We're to dig the wells again, and we got to defend the wells, Dad. Not only that, but we should delight in the wells. We should delight in them. We should enjoy that well that re and rejoicing in that well. Given, uh, it gives eternal life, and, and we need to share that, with, uh, that well with those around us so that they can know how to get saved. This week, those kids, you know how... Why some of them got saved? Because they got that well shared with them. They, get, uh, they got the Word of God shared with them and, and told them how, what they needed in their life and, and how that Jesus loved them and went to the cross and took their sins upon Him and, and He died at Calvary and rose again the third day. And if they would put their faith and trust in Him, they could have eternal life. Hey, listen, that's the well that they need right there. They need to be able to drink out of that well instead of the junk of this world that's got all the wiggle tails in it and got all the, the dead possums in it and, and all all the junk in it. They need that well that's been dug down there. Hey, listen, we need to, to rejoice in that well and, and get excited about the things of God. Too many times people are sitting in the in the pews here with their arms crossed. Okay, preacher, and don't you think, well, oh my goodness, preacher, it's past 12 o'clock. Would you look at that? I got, I got, a, I got a roast at home and it's going to burn. Don't you know that's what they make bologna for? We need to begin to enjoy the Lord. Some of you don't enjoy the Lord. I enjoy the Lord. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to praise Him here because I'm going to do it up there. I'm going to get in practice down here so I don't, I don't want to have to get sent to Hallelujah 101 like some of you. <laughs> I want to be ready. Amen? Yeah. Well, that was sick. Some of you are going today. Amen? <laughs> I want to be ready. I want, to, I want to be able, when I get to heaven, say, glory to God, it's been good to be saved. Amen. Amen. 
and begin to rejoice in that well and, and let people know. Who wants to drink out of a well that nobody's happy about? They say, there must be something wrong. Hey, listen, if they see that you're excited about the things of God, that well, hey, listen, don't let the weeds and grass grow up around that well. Don't let all the junk get piled up around that well. Don't let things get stacked up around that well of your life. Hey, listen. Clean it up. Make it look good. Clean that well up so that people can see that, boy, there's a, there's a well there, and I'm thirsty, and you can give them a fresh drink from God that they might know, and you can be excited. Come look at this well that we've got. A little old town now called Patterson, Missouri. You can look it up. Close to my hometown, Piedmont. Up behind the Patterson Cemetery, behind the, the old public school, there's a hill. It's called Fort Patterson. My grandma and grandpa Hunter, who Hunter is named after, used to own that hill called Fort Patterson. I've asked some questions about it. It was a Civil War fort there, and they had a well that was dug. The Union Army was coming in real fast. This was Confederate fort. I believe I, I believe I got that right. The Union Army was coming in real fast. And they didn't have time, and they didn't have enough men, and they knew they had to get out of there, and they didn't have enough time to take stuff with them. And they didn't want them to get to that well. My grandpa and them, they dug down in that well and was trying to open that well up to maybe be able to use it. They found stove pipes. They found old wood stove and they found all kinds of junk down in that well. And it was so bad they just covered it up. Can I tell you something? Don't let your stuff gather around. Don't let the junk gather around the well of God. Don't let this world fill in the well. Daddies, listen to me. This is Father's Day. Dig again the wells. Our forefathers fought for this nation to give us the freedom to worship the Lord. Many of them, godly Christians themselves, sit down and sign that Constitution, pen that Constitution. That we might worship the Lord, that this might be a godly nation. Daddies, we need to dig the wells again. Dig the wells again. Let your kids drink from that well. It might be your dad, your granddad, your great-granddad, your great-great-granddad's well that you're going to dig out. It might be that maybe you got saved and nobody that you know of in, in your past was saved. It might be another man that dug a well for you. My dad didn't get saved till later in life. But there was a a couple of men in my life, they dug a well for me. They dug it out. And you realize that we're digging a well. You young men, you're digging wells. You need to dig out some wells for these younger ones downstairs. Dads, you can sit and you can let the all grow up around the well. Or you can rejoice in it. Dig again the wells. Defend the well. And then rejoice in the well. We need those wells again in our lives. Don't neglect that well. Delight in it. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 2.3, says, How shall we escape if we neglect 
so great salvation. That great salvation. You can have Christ as your Savior. Jesus Christ dug the best well at Calvary. He dug it with three nails in an old rugged cross that we might have eternal life. I read this and we'll close. Walk a little plainer, Daddy, said a little boy so frail. I'm following your footsteps and I don't want to fail. Sometimes your steps are very plain. Sometimes they're so hard to see. So walk a little plainer, Daddy, for you are leading me. I know that once you walked this way many years ago, and what you did along the way, I'd really like to know. For sometimes when I'm tempted, I don't know what to do. So walk a little plainer, Daddy, for I must follow you. Someday when I am grown up, you are like I want to be. Then I will have a little boy who will want to follow me. And I would want to lead him right and help him to be true. So walk a little plainer, Daddy, for we must follow you. Not just your son or daughter, but your grandchildren. Daddy, dig the wells again. Take a stand for God. Defend the wells. Delight in the wells. Dig the wells again. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we love you. There may be someone here, whether young or old, maybe whether it be man or woman, girl or boy, that don't know Jesus Christ our Savior. Lord, I pray that they'd come during this invitation. Let us take a Bible and show them how to be saved. Lord, I pray that each of us would dig the well again, that we might stand for the Lord Jesus Christ, that he might be magnified. For this we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me with your heads bowed, your eyes closed?